Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Ten twenty-two here on SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball in for him and in on the panel two proud Cantabrians, Andrew Gordy, Guy Havelt, gentlemen. Good morning. Good day, Ricardo. Morning, mate. Hey, uh, now uh, we'll get to Cup Week, boys. Don't worry. Hold your horses, as excuse the intended pun there. Hold your horses. We will get to Cup Week, but we've got a few other things to talk first. Uh, let's start with the big game tonight, the semi-final of the Cricket World Cup, the T Twenty Cricket World Cup. It is Pakistan. I've got memories of 92. You guys might be a bit young for that. I've got memories of 99. We had that tri-series recently. They do seem to have historically the wood on us at this time of the tournament. Andrew Gordy, let's start with you. How nervous are you? Not at all. I'm not nervous at all. And look, I mean, look, I, I am old enough to remember 92, but just, I should I should clarify, I'm just old enough to remember 92. But, mate, that was 30 years ago. It means absolutely nothing tonight. And I'd, I'd argue that... Um, well, the, the most relevant point here is like, look, let, let's be clear. Pakistan are a dangerous team. They are always a dangerous team. They always have players who have the ability to single-handedly win a game with um, an innings of, of brilliance, for example. But let's not ignore the fact that this New Zealand team, they are no longer underdogs in any way, shape or form when it comes to tournament uh, cricket. They have proven for a very consistent period now, whether it's T20 or one-day cricket or obviously Test cricket, they're the the current world champions. We're in a golden generation here. And I don't think they need to be fearful of anyone. They proved that in the tournament opener against the host by smashing them effectively out of the tournament. Um, So all this talk that we should be fearing Pakistan because they've proven it at at various times when we're facing the knockout stages, yes, they, they can be a dangerous team. But we are undoubtedly the favourites going into this. And I think we need to change our mentality around this team. Like, expect more of this team. I fully expect them to beat Pakistan and, and advance to another final. Guy, uh, your take on this? I mean, it's all well and good, uh, you know, highlighting that we beat some also-rans uh, in Australia. But, uh, you know, how are we going to go in the semi-final tonight? How are you feeling? Well, what Andrew just says then in terms of the golden generation is why I am nervous about this. Because as it stands at the moment, uh, this Black Caps team has a World Test Championship to its name, but it has also two ODI World Cup finals where they've lost and a T20 World Cup final, which they've lost as well. And if they lose again, this time in the semifinals or in the final, uh, if they do indeed make it that far, I feel like those are wasted opportunities in perhaps the greatest generation of cricketers we've had. 
So that's why I'm nervous. Um, I really, really hope the Black Caps can get a limited overs World Cup to their name. I think absolutely they are good enough. And as, as Andrew says, I think they are the favourites. I think they, um, to me, they're, they're arguably alongside India the favourites for this whole tournament. Um, they have played some superb cricket. They weren't great against England, granted. Um, I don't think a few things went their way that night. I don't think they got a few things right. But overall, they've played very well this tournament. Um, and, and as I say, I, I do think they are they are the favourites tonight. And they're the favourites, in my mind anyway, alongside India to win the whole thing. What I think plays into their hands tonight is it's in Sydney. That takes away uh, a little bit of the effect of Shaheen Shah Afridi which I think is quite significant in this game. It obviously brings Shadab Khan into it a little bit more, which is uh, of slight concern. Um, but I think with, with a little bit of a slower pitch in Sydney, the, the, the Black Caps, it probably suits them a little bit more. Now, I've not always been a fan of T20 cricket. In fact, it's probably my third favourite format of the game, it's got to be said. But it feels like that this World Cup has uh, really stepped up T20 cricket. It's been fantastic. It's had upsets. It's, it, all the games have been close. There have been very few uh, walkovers. And I, wrote an ex, uh, I read an ex, uh, exceptional piece of writing uh, the other day from a 1G Havelt on, on TV1 saying that this could be uh, the final nail in the coffin of ODI World Cups or ODIs in general. What do you, what do you think of that, Andrew? Well, if G have outrun it, it must be true. Um, no, um, <laughs> look, the, the thing about T20 cricket, and I, and I understand where you're coming from, Ricardo, like it, it, for a lot of people it is their, their least favoured format, um, especially anyone who's a long-time follower of the game. Personally, I, I've really learned to appreciate all three um, for, for what they are. And, and I still really love one-day cricket because I, I particularly enjoy, <laughs> weirdly, that middle stage of the innings. Um, which most people probably find boring. Um, but I really feel like that's often where games are won and lost in that, in that middle period. Whereas T20 cricket, I think the one thing you have to acknowledge by, on the part of the players in particular, but also the coaching, um, I really feel like the tactics in T20 cricket have just have really advanced the game and, in fact, done all formats of the game a massive favour. Um, it's not the... It's so far gone past the hit and giggle that it was in the early stages of T20 cricket. It's, it's very tactical. Um, you see that in team selections with bowling changes, with how bowlers approach, approach um, individual batsmen um, and individual moments. So it's, it's really um, it's narrowed the focus, and, and, and each delivery is almost like a game in itself um, with T20 cricket. So I think... I can certainly appreciate T20 cricket a lot more than perhaps I used to. But to me, I'd be really sad if T20 cricket completely overtook or wiped out one-day cricket. I still very much feel like there's a place um, in the world of cricket for for the 50-over format. And I really think it's up to the ICC, but also member nations, to protect one-day cricket, just as there was a big move to protect test cricket. I, I really do think that there has to be um, an effort to, to have a place for all three formats in the game. Guy, you wrote that piece, and you know it got a bit of comment on on social media as well. I saw a few people tweeting about it. There was one guy, uh, Ben, I believe his name was, who then came up with another suggestion, which I quite liked, which is go all World Series on it from the semi-finals, make it best of three, make the final best of five, maybe something along those lines. Play all those games back to back to back. Uh, what do you reckon? We bring the, bring back the old World Series days for when it comes to the sudden death part of the tournament. 
Look, I, I just have to preface um, what I'm about to say by saying uh, T20 is probably the lowest in terms of the formats that I like as well. Um, I prefer ODI cricket. I just feel like there is a bit of a shift in the tide in, in terms of uh, what is taking over. In terms of what Ben said, uh, I had never thought of that before, uh, and I thought it was a superb suggestion. I absolutely loved it. There is no reason um, in the international calendar and in terms of the rigours of T20 cricket why these teams can't play three days in a row. Um, you could have a, a, a tri... Well, not a tri-series, sorry, a... a, a um, three-game series, essentially, between the two finalists to find the winner, and you could play it in three days and it would be done. I don't see why. I reckon that would add something more to a World Cup, to a T20 World Cup. I think it would absolutely find the best team in T20 cricket. Um, I think there's still that element of, which is a side that I like, an, an element of um, surprise a little bit in T20 cricket. I think it brings those member nations a little bit closer. Uh, sorry, those associate nations, if we can call them that, a little bit closer to, say, the member nations um, and that sort of thing. But if it came down to a final, I would love to see it over three matches to truly decide who is the best T20 side in the world. So, yeah, I, I saw that and I thought it was fantastic. And as I say, I do not know why you couldn't just do it three days in a row, get it over and done with nice and quickly, and, and um, but still have a bit of a contest. I feel another article coming on, Andrew. Uh, we'll, we'll have to stay uh, stay tuned to the Guy Havelt channel for that one. Uh, gentlemen, yeah, we'll be back with the panel after the latest in news and sport with Aroha Hathaway. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Twenty-seven away from eleven on the panel. Andrew Gordy, a guy Havelt. Uh, Gordy, we've got the Black Ferns Rugby World Cup final up against the Poms at Eden Park. They found some extra space to sell some extra tickets yesterday. Those have all gone as well. Going to be a full house. Are you getting along? Uh, I'm not actually getting along. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, but um, yeah, look, it's, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? And. My, the only thing I was thinking about this, and, and my message to everyone, I suppose, who, who has been fortunate enough to get a ticket to get along to this game, keep this energy. Remember this. Because we can't let this go to waste. And New Zealanders are terrible at this. They are terrible at jumping on the bandwagon and going, oh, we've got a chance to win a World Cup. I want to say that I, I was there. But then forget about it when, in a year's time, the Black Ferns are at home playing a test on home soil, and it doesn't matter. These these women have been extraordinary over the last month or so. Um, they have they have really turned around their form, and, and I and I think that was you know encapsulated in that semi final win over France, a team that that had beaten them four times in a row. They got thrashed on both occasions uh, on the Northern Tour last year. To turn that around, to put in that performance a gutsy win, a memorable win for every fan, I'm sure, who was there that night. Just remember that, because they deserve to have your support the next time they're playing on home soil. Um, it would be really disappointing, I think, to see, regardless of whatever the result is uh, this coming Saturday night, whether they win or lose, I think it would be extremely disappointing if in a year's time, let's say, when the Black Ferns are at home playing, playing another test match that we don't see that support continue because there has to be a legacy for this, right? There has to be a knock-on effect, some kind of positive effect from hosting a World Cup. It's got to do something for for the women's game here and for the long-term support of the Blackburn. So, yeah, again, I would just urge everyone who's heading along on Saturday night and everyone who has been along to watch the Blackburns at this tournament, keep up that energy. Make sure that when they're playing again on home soil, you remember 
what this was like and get along and support them again. I had Nick Sautner on yesterday for the CEO of Eden Park. He said they've already been talking to the rugby union uh, about uh, maybe because, of course, they can't have the All Blacks at Eden Park next season with the FIFA World Cup, but maybe finding a window for the Black Ferns to uh, play England again uh, in a standalone test at Eden Park next season. So, I mean, they are seeing the value in it, Eden Park, and, of course, that is all uh, driven financially, Guy, which is, you got to say, is good signs for the Black Ferns going forward. It absolutely is. Uh, and I pondered this a little bit throughout this World Cup. If you go back and, and watch women's rugby 10, 12, whatever years ago, it is quite astounding how far the game has come in terms of skill, in terms of ability, in terms of the pace of it, um, the physicality. It's, it's unbelievable. It is now... And it's not to say it wasn't before, but right now it is a superb brand of rugby to watch. And on top of that, the Black Ferns are just a great team to follow, aren't they? They are just a very enjoyable, likeable, um, uh, respectful bunch of people. That they, they kind of, they understand that they have to be the people who sell their game. Yeah, we in the media can help them a little bit in that regard, but they have to be the bubbly, um, you know, the, the, the people who can bring us the quotes that then we put on radio, TV, whatever it might be, to get those people along. They are doing a great job of selling themselves. Uh, I, I actually think most teams in this tournament have been fantastic uh, and pretty easy to deal with, and they know the game. They know that this is their opportunity to get it in front of a lot of people. I also don't have a ticket this weekend, and a large part of that was because I thought later in the week, maybe if tickets, if there were, if there were tickets available and it hadn't sold out, then maybe I would get one. But I actually thought, do you know what? This is an opportunity for, for young women to be able to get along and be inspired by the Black Ferns and be inspired in some part as well, probably, by the England team. Get their chance to watch um, people of, of their gender, um, you know, showcase their talents on the world stage. And, and I think this final will be a cracker. Uh, that semi-final against France was, was uh, you know, nail-biting, edgier seats, um, you know, nightmarish type stuff for New Zealand rugby fans, particularly when you kind of compare it to to France in 2011, it was almost the same sort of thing. Fortunately, the Blackford got through this one. It's going to be tough again against England, and they're going to need all the support they can get. I'm glad it's a full house. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I couldn't tell you right now who's going to win. I think England are probably slight favourites, but the way this Blackburns team have performed and the way that they've improved, uh, even in the space of six to 12 months, has been superb. Uh, it'll be a cracker. I can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be massive, and I, you know, I think that crowd size too. I don't know how often their palms have played in front of forty thousand uh, that don't want them to win. That might be uh, a factor. We'll have to wait and see. I tell you, the other thing, Andrew, is uh, not too far away. You know, we've gone T twenty. Uh, we've got a women's cricket World Cup, then we've gone the women's rugby World Cup. Well, we've got the FIFA Women's uh, Football World Cup here uh, and Australia next year. You reckon, I, mean, I think that's going to be another step up again. I mean, we've already seen uh, tickets sell out for some of those big games within half an hour of them going on sale. Is New Zealand ready for a scale of this tournament compared to, say, these these cricket and rugby uh, tournaments? Oh, yeah, are, are we ready? I'm not sure. But what what is unequivocal is that this, this tournament, this FIFA Women's World Cup, is a massive step up from the two World Cups or the one we're experiencing at the moment and, and the ICC Women's World Cup, uh, this this is going to be on, on a whole nother level. And I again, I just hope Kiwis embrace it. Um, you know, and and unlike this tournament, right, where, where the Black Ferns are obviously 
they're one of the best teams in the world and they are quite rightly into a World Cup final. We probably can't expect that the football ferns are going to to reach those heights. I mean, gee, it would be it would be wonderful um, if they got a, got a couple of wins, I think, and, and managed to get out of their group. I think you have to consider that success based on their previous records um, at a FIFA Women's World Cup. But there are going to be some world-class players um, playing here in New Zealand, and and I hope that New Zealanders, even if the football firms don't advance in the tournament, that they stay invested in the tournament because you, you're going to be treated to some fantastic football, and that really happens on our shores. Um, so, again, it's another fantastic opportunity to see world-class athletes um, uh, competing on the world stage. It's such a rare opportunity that, yeah, um, I, I hope that Kiwis embrace it, even if our own team don't advance to the latter stages of the tournament because, yeah, it's, it's going to be brilliant. And, and, look, are we ready? I don't know that we fully appreciate just how, how big this tournament is and will be, but um, yeah, we'll certainly know uh, when those teams start arriving, that's for sure. Yeah, we will, and of course the US team here in January for uh, for a camp and a couple of games as well, that'll give us a taste I believe of what that's going to look like. Hey Guy, uh, it is Cup Week, I mentioned that at the top, uh, copy that, won the uh, uh, the New Zealand Cup yesterday, two years running, They've won, uh, the copy that's won that now. Uh, what's big for you the rest of Cup Week? I'll leave it with you, Ricardo. Um, I love Cup Week, but this this year, with so much going on in the sporting world, I've obviously had my eyes heavily on um, on the Cricket World Cup. I haven't I haven't taken a large look at what's going on in Cup Week this year. Obviously, Copy That in the in the, in the Trotting Cup yesterday, I, I, I was delighted to see Copy That go back to back and and really dominate that Cup yesterday. That that was. An absolute clinic from start to finish from from Blair Orange and from the horse as well. Uh, in terms of the rest of the week, though, I've, I've got to be honest, mate. I haven't I haven't paid huge attention to it, so I probably couldn't sit here and tell you um, too much about what I'm looking forward to. But in saying that, if it's another beautiful day like it was yesterday at Addington, if it's that if it's that again on Saturday, uh, I, I just one thing I do want is a big crowd to turn up to Rickerton. They were obviously robbed of that a little bit in the last couple of years. Um, I would like to see them get a big crowd along, and I'd like to see it be a good New Zealand Cup. Um, it's kind of a, a thoroughbred race that gets a little bit forgotten these days, um, and I would like to get it back to the heights, or I'd like to see it go back to the heights of, of what it was and the prestige around it. There is still some prestige, um, but I think it's a Group 3 now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'd like to see it return to the lofty heights that it once was. Um, whether it happens or not, I don't know. Uh, but I think it deserves to go back to those sort of heights. Uh, what, what about you, Andrew? I, I, no doubt you have uh, great memories of, of, of Cup Week, and you know, there's probably certain weeks, uh, Cup Weeks, that you don't remember at all if you've done it right. Um, yeah. what, what, what are, how, how's the rest of the week shaping up for you? Well, fellas, I, I, all I'll say is that at 14 minutes past five today, the Coopland's Bakery's Mile, make sure you're tuning in because... The boys here paid Hunters Club have got 60 grand on He's a Doozy. Cosi uh, Asano rides for Lisa Latter. And I tell you what, if that thing wins, I reckon it might register on the Richter scale uh, here in New Zealand. And when Maddie Cross tells everyone that the boys got paid again, uh, that is going to be a moment to savour in racing history, I would have thought. So, Havel, you'll have to have, um, have to have $5 on that, mate. Um, and same with you, Ricardo. <laughs> All right, we'll get a month. I'm, I'm in the Punters Club. Don't worry, mate. I'm, I'm invested in the Punters yeah, Club. We're good, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, gentlemen. Thanks very much for being on the panel today. Go well, and uh, good luck for quarter past five, Andrew. We'll be on. We'll be on.
Cheers, Guy. That has been the panel. We'll be back with more after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.